All right. Uh, another one of USC's wide receivers has hit the transfer portal. And it happened during rivalry week. And the 2023 season, sports season for men's sports, hasn't gotten off to a great start so far. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thanks for making Locked On USC your first to listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free, and I hope you're enjoying the show, and I hope you uh, tell a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that red subscribe button. And to those of you who already have, thank you so very, very much. This episode of Locked on USC is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season which, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. So, as I mentioned, it's rivalry week. That means USC and UCLA got together for some hoops. We're going to get to that here shortly. Um, but first, 2023. Hey, it's a new year, but it's gotten off to a little bit of a slow start. You had, we know about the football team, their meltdown loss in the Cotton Bowl. And now the basketball team has lost uh, back-to-back games. And I'm already kind of getting ready to start my good riddance to, two, to 2023 right off the bat. And we're not even a full week in the, into the new year yet. So um, we'll... We'll scramble back to the basketball game here, like I said, shortly. Uh, the Cotton Bowl, that's the last thing uh, everybody remembers. It's, you know, maybe everybody's getting the, the last of that taste out of their mouth. Everyone's getting home from Texas. I think everybody's over by now. With that said, um, wide receiver, freshman, C.J. Williams, four-star recruit out of modern day. Uh, who this past season caught four passes. He played in 10 games. He has entered the transfer portal. I said, you know, I mentioned this on yesterday's episode of Locked on USC. And it just today on Thursday, as I'm recording this, uh, he made it official. Could he end up at UCLA? Will he go back to where he was originally committed before he flipped to USC Notre Dame? Or um, will he emerge behind door number three, which could be Madison, Wisconsin? He put out a tweet late in the day that uh, Madison, here I come, something of that nature. Uh, like I said, uh, CJ, he's, he's an old freshman. He's going to be 21 by the time uh, the fall season starts this year as a true sophomore. So what he's doing, he's leaving a Heisman quarterback. Um, as I mentioned, a couple of, you know, he can go play with a true freshman at UCLA if that's what he decides. He can transfer to Notre Dame where they have a new quarterback, uh, an experienced quarterback. Uh, what's it? Sam Hartman, who's transferring from Wake Forest after Notre Dame's quarterback, Drew Pine, is transferring to Arizona State. 
Um, and as I mentioned, there looks to be a, like another contender out there, uh, Wisconsin, the Badgers. So we'll see what happens. Here's the thing, Trojan fans, what you need to know when it comes to um, Lincoln Riley being concerned about you know, losing a, a wide receiver. Um, much like he's never going to have to get on his knees and beg for a quarterback to coach up and get to the Heisman, get, you know, get out to New York. Um, USC will never, never be in short supply of wide receivers. I mean, let's just go over next year's roster real quick. Uh, unless others join, unless others join the portal, this should be their, their roster heading into spring camp. Brendan Rice, Mario Williams, Michael Jackson, the third, Taj Washington, Kyron Hudson, and Kyle Ford. Now, don't forget we're going to add in uh, Zach Branch, the phenom from Bishop Gorman, as well as the other four or five-star wide receiver, Makai Lemon, um, both who are actually going to be enrolling by within the next few days. So uh, by this weekend, Monday, the latest. Um, which means both of those guys are going to be available for spring camp as well. So Caleb Williams, Miller Moss, and uh, Makai's teammate Malachi Nelson, he'll also be enrolling early and will be available for spring camp. Unfortunately, he's probably going to be very limited um, because as he's recovering from an off-season uh, surgery. Nothing too serious, just uh, something that was necessary to uh, make sure nothing happens in the future. So um, I, I guess, you know, where would CJ, if he was a stick around, where would the playing time come? You've got Kyle and Kyron who were ahead of him this year. Uh, you have Brendan Rice who finally emerged in the Cotton Bowl. Those are your, your big wide receivers. Um, According to Kyle Ford, he had he had zero drops in 2022. He put a tweet out there, and um, and considering that there's a and here's another thing to, for Trojan fans to, to to consider, there's a really strong rumor out there uh, that Marvin Harrison III wants to play with Caleb Williams at USC for a year. Okay, so there's some potential good news. You know, you lose a potential. NFL player down the line, C.J. Williams, he's got all the measurables. <clears throat> but you're going to gain a surefire NFL wide receiver rental for a season? I'm going to make that trade every day. Um, I mean, think about it. Number one, you've got a couple of NFL all-pros, their kids, getting the ball thrown to them by a Heisman, a Heisman Trophy winner. So Marvin Harrison, Jr., the third, and Brendan Rice, their fathers, Marvin Harrison, and Jerry Rice, Hall of Famers. Kind of nice little, uh, you know, they're putting some, something together there NIL-wise. And, uh, oh, on that, there's a, well, I'll keep that to myself right now. USC's working on their NAL game. That's all I'm going to say. The name game. I'll leave it at that. So let's assume Marvin Harrison Jr. comes to USC. It's feeling pretty good. Uh, can his name cachet have enough, you know, what is it, uh, gravitas to to pull some, a few elite defenders with him to Southern California? 
That way, USC doesn't have to score 50 or more points per game to win a game. Can USC win the Anthony Lucas sweepstakes, the defensive lineman from Texas A&M who jumped into the transfer portal? If you head on over to WeRSC.com, there's some good information for you over there. And, uh, in fact, I encourage you to. Lucas uh, told a source he wasn't sure if he'd take any school visits prior to choosing a new home, uh, but an ASU source said Lucas was on campus there on Wednesday, uh, which is kind of odd considering uh, ASU was kind of in the NCAA's crosshairs with sanctions with everything they did during the COVID season. Uh, but he did confirm with uh, WeRSC on Tuesday evening that uh, USC is seriously under consideration. Oh, by the way, uh, he also considered Oklahoma back in 2022. So he already has a relationship with Lincoln Riley. Keep your fingers crossed. Um, if, if you really want to know uh, someone who's what's going on from someone who's very close to Anthony and what that person thinks could be the choice, head on over to wearesc.com. Uh, because that tidbit, I'm not going to drop here. But again, it's 10 bucks for the entire year. Go do it. Um, at one point during the recruiting process in high school, uh, well, like I said, go check out the nugget over at WeRSC. Uh, what else do I want to tell you about? Uh, so again, Marvin Harrison Jr. And if Marvin, I actually think it would getting Anthony Lucas would be a bigger impact than Marvin Harrison. So just because we need more help on the defense, I'm not going to throw them away. I, I want I want both of them. Um, but again, as we head into the weekend, um, the, the portal is going to be very busy. And just remember, once one domino falls. It could lead to a few more in a row. That's typically how things happen. So let's, you know, let's take some positive thoughts uh, because so far, like I mentioned, 2023 hasn't been kind to uh, USC football and the men's basketball. So we uh, we need some positivity, and maybe sometime during the weekend and after the weekend, we'll get some uh, some more positive. In the meantime, hey, are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. Hopefully, everybody else will as well. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got the thing just for you. you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. Um, Built Bars, they're really good because, number one, they're made with 100% real chocolate. And they come in these really good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And like I said, they're really good for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Collagen protein. So, you don't have to go to Built.com to get these. You can now head on over to Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head over to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. Then you can pick up a four-bar box, a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're close to a sand club, 
You can get a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Later, excuse me. Thanks again for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Make sure you go check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we know USC football melted down in an unbelievable fashion losing 46 to 45 to the Cotton Bowl. Day before that, USC men's basketball, they got mauled by the Wazoo Cougars, Washington State, 81 to 71. That was on New Year's Day. Tonight in Westwood, USC men's basketball lost their second game in a row in 2023. This is after they were they were coming off a seven-game winning streak to end 2022. They were undefeated in December, just saying. Right now, they're winless in January. <laughs> That's going to get better. I, I, I have a feeling. Um, as I mentioned, they've lost their second game in a row after winning seven in a row, falling to UCLA 60-58, to and that's after they came all the way back from an 18-point halftime deficit to actually take a lead late, late in the game um, with – I think there's like 15 seconds left, um, only to end up losing in the end. Great comeback. They absolutely, you know, this team, they never quit. Um, but, you know, UCLA has now won 11 in a row. Uh, but once again, um, the Trojans, the basketball team, they showed what they're capable of um, playing against good teams. Unfortunately, they can't stay consistent and mentally tough in certain parts of the game to pull out these wins down the stretch. Hopefully, by the time the season is over, they will reverse that trend. Remember, they lost an overtime to Tennessee in the Bahamas. They lost a lead late down the stretch to Wisconsin in the Bahamas. Now, yes, they they were able to hold on against Auburn at home and win. Nevertheless, this is a game they probably could have won had certain things gone differently for them. Let me go over some of those things. Um, they lost by two points, you know, obviously. <laughs> and I can relate to this because Drew Peterson got a technical, and he did it in, right after he made a three-pointer. And it turned that three-pointer into a one-pointer because UCLA made their two free throws. What happened was this. Drew had made a three-pointer to, to cut the lead from the, the Bruin lead down to 30 to 22. And he did it right in front of their bench. And that's where he got his technical, because after he made the three, um, he essentially turned to their bench and said, F-U-C-L-A, Some, or something of that nature, because the, the referee heard it and he teed him up immediately. Um, so, you know, UCLA made the two free throws, so much for the three-pointer, and, you know, obviously UCLA gets the ball as well. So all of a sudden now, instead of it being 30 to 22, it's 32 to 22. The momentum swing swings immediately. The crowd is back into it. 
And what had happened was earlier in the game, Kobe Johnson had airballed a three. I mean, it was a standalone where he's just like, all right, I'm just going to take it. And it was like two feet short. Um, and then later in the game, this is after Drew's technical, he almost breaks the backboard. And then he follows that up by fouling a three-point shot from UCLA. All three of those free throws are good. And now the lead has been stretched out to 15. It's 37 to 22. So that's the type of stuff when I'm talking about being mentally tough, being able to be consistent. But it really was a tale of two halves in this game. Uh, UCLA, UCLA led by 18, 44 to 26 at the half. So USC, with less than a minute to play, as I mentioned a moment ago, um, they had held the Bruins to 12 points in the entire second half with less than a minute to play. Think about that. That's how, that's how well USC's defense improved. And they had a 59 to 58 lead with under 15 seconds to play. Um, here's what it came down to. And it was the story of the first half. USC could not get the rebound. UCLA dominated the offensive glass. And when it was necessary, the most important part of the game, in the end, it came back to bite him. Because that's what Jalen Clark, UCLA, uh, made the uh, a long-range, I think it was a two-pointer. And uh, it was a second-chance opportunity. You know, USC had a couple of uh, chances, but they, they just couldn't. They had a couple of chances late down the stretch to take the lead again, win the game, uh, but they couldn't execute. And this isn't really, I'm not pointing a finger at Boogie. I, it's, it's not what this is, but I have to point out these plays. When you go to set a screen, it's up to the, to the guy who has the ball to wait till for the guy to set the screen. Well, I believe it was Kobe Johnson or it was Reese Dixon Waters was going to drive with the ball. But Kobe, excuse me, Boogie ran in to set the screen, but he he literally ran into the guy. He didn't even have a chance to set his own feet. It was a charging, easy call to make. And then um, when with six seconds left, down by two, you know, UCLA is keeping USC in the game by missing their free throws, ironically. Um, Boogie uh, dribbles down the court to the baseline and misses the, uh, about a 15-foot floater. So that was the game. Uh, he actually had a chance to maybe, you know, dribble down and set up a pass. Uh, whatever the case is, Boogie's a, you know, you want the ball in his hands in the end. Bottom line, USC lost 60-58. to 58. They were three for 16 on the night from three-point range and just one for nine in the second half. Um, but they did finish with a 28-16 to 16 advantage in the paint. 28 points in the paint to UCLA 16. And USC doesn't really have a, a dominant player. But in the second half, they were moving the ball around and they were moving without the ball. They were cutting and they were getting layups. And they were playing good defense, which led to transition offense. 
So again, they're mentally tough with the comeback, uh, but they really need a, a stronger inside presence um, that can score. Now, there is some good news. Maybe uh, Vince Uwachuku is going to be that spark the second half of the season. Because it sounds like the seven-footer. Uh, he's, he's been cleared to play, and he could even contribute this season. As I get gather more information, we hear more about that. I'll, I'll, I promise I'm going to keep you updated on that. Uh, because USC could really use some more interior play to, to help out Joshua Morgan. Uh, they got a spark from Harrison Hornery off the bench this, uh, in the game against UCLA. Made a big three, couple of layups under the basket. Um, he just brought some energy off the bench that I think Joshua Morgan didn't have in the, in the first half. In fact, uh, in 17 minutes of play, one rebound, two points. That's it. That was his line. So, again, another tough loss down the stretch. I'll say it again. This team needs a true point guard. You got a small ball team. You got a lot of guys who can handle the ball, but you need somebody down the, you know, when when things aren't going well, who could settle the offense down, get everybody set up. Drew Peterson has a unique skill set. He can play with his back to the basket. Sometimes he plays with his back to the basket too much. I don't think I don't think Boogie's strongest skill set is uh, as a facilitator. Let's just say that. Uh, and Kobe Johnson, he's a great passer, but I'm not sure he sees the game quite like a a true point guard or facilitator should. Yet he's still young. So this team right now, they're off till uh, next Thursday when they're going to host Colorado, who, by the way, um, they thumped Oregon tonight in Boulder, 60-41. So USC, they're 11-5, 3-2 in conference. The Buffaloes, I mentioned, just beat Oregon. They improved to 10-6. They're 2-3 in the Pac-12. Next weekend, USC gets Colorado on Thursday, and then they'll host Utah on Saturday. <coughs> What's so ironic about this, the USC basketball team, they have an offensive identity issue. While the football team has a defensive identity issue, a significant defensive identity issue. Um, yeah, it would be great if they can somehow combine their efforts. So it's fun watching this USC basketball team play defense, and uh, especially the way they, they did in the second half. It's their offense that... Uh, that turns to crap oh too frequently. All right. Um, they'll have those guys. I just kind of spit out that loss to UCLA. They're going to host uh, UCLA again for the second round of the Crosstown Showdown. They'll get them on January 26th at the Galen Center, trying to uh, break the three-game losing streak against UCLA. They lost the last two last year, one of them being in the semis of the Pac-12 conference, uh, in the Pac-12 tournament, and then obviously the first game this year. Prior to that, though, don't forget, USC had a five-game winning streak against the Bruins. So it looks like we're in one of those little cycles. USC, they've got to break that cycle on January 26th. Before that, they've got 
Colorado and then Utah, and then they're going to travel to the Arizonas before they get UCLA at home. Okay. Back to football. Hopefully you guys stuck around. It was rivalry week. Look, get into it. USC basketball. Football season's over. Become a basketball fan. Because until the football season rolls around, that's what you get. But here's what we have for you on football. Part two. Let's look at uh, how many wins are in USC's schedule in 2023. We, these are the only dates we know for sure. USC is going to host San Jose State to open the season on August 26th. The following week, they're going to have the Nevada Wolfpack at the Coliseum. And then their only other game that has an official date is when they travel to Notre Dame to play the Fighting Irish on October 14th. Now, none of the games have any times attached yet. So here's the rest of their schedule. They're road games at Notre Dame. We know that. They're going to be at Arizona State, at Berkeley to play the, the Golden Bears. They're going to be at Colorado to play the Buffaloes. And at Oregon. Again, we don't know when or how that, where they those road games will set up. At home, USC gets Arizona, Stanford, UCLA, Utah, and the Washington Huskies. So in that schedule, where are the wins? Assuming that we, we know who you have on the roster on offense for the most part. You've got Caleb Williams. That's a great start. We know what the wide receivers look like. We have a pretty good idea of where we're going to be at the running backs. you got a couple of freshmen coming in. In Quentin Joyner and Amarian Peterson. So uh, does Austin Jones return? Darwin Barlow, keep an eye there. Again, um, where do you see the schedule lining up game-wise? I, I think we can write in W's for San Jose and Nevada. There's two wins. At Notre Dame, always a tough road trip. At Arizona State, I think USC is going to have enough to win there. Again, True Pine, they'll see him for enough. USC will see him a second time. <clears throat> You're at California. I'm going to take a win there at Colorado. Deion Sanders has taken over that program. He's bringing his, his son along to play quarterback. And they got Hunter, Hunter uh, what's his name? Uh, the kid they're bringing over from Jackson State, the five, Hunter, whatever. I want to, I keep wanting to say Hunter Thompson, <laughs> the writer. Anyways, there's going to be more talent at Colorado, but uh, Deion's going to find that you're moving on up to the uh, Pac-12 and the Power Five. If they get four wins, that's going to be a successful season for Colorado. So USC, I think, is going to get a win in Boulder. At Oregon, Bo Nix is returning. That's, uh, I guess we can call that one a toss-up for at the moment. Let's find out where that game falls on the schedule. Arizona, the Wildcats. In L.A., they're going to be much improved. They improved in 2022, although USC uh, took a few of their players. That game should be interesting to watch, just from that standpoint alone. Uh, Stanford, yeah, I think we can write in a W there. UCLA at the Coliseum. Uh, 
You say he's gonna have a new quarterback. Yeah, let's let's take the W. Never gonna write in an L. And then uh, Utah in LA is Cam Rising back. Nothing official yet. And then you got the Washington Huskies. Michael Penix, their quarterback, is back again. So, assuming those three games are at the end of the season, Stanford is usually USC's first home conference game or road conference game. They usually open the season with Stanford, is what I'm trying to say, in conference. I don't know. Where are you seeing it? 10 wins? 11 wins? Are they going to go undefeated? Way too early prognostications. All right. Thanks again for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you want to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from the big experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast for free. There it is. Another week of Locked On USC is in the book. We come at you five times a week. And I'm going to have another five episodes for you next week as well. All the Trojan news and notes I can give you in 30 minutes or less for free. And again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. When you're done here, head on over to WeRSC.com. A lot of good stuff coming up. Eric McKinney, by the way, he's starting to break down the position groups, um, what to look forward to next year. What does USC have? We know quarterback, they got Caleb Williams, and that's a great start. What's behind that? Head on over there and check it out. Until I see you guys on Locked on USC, you know what to do.